0: Thanks for joining us today as you listen to a portion of a message recorded at Vine Life Church in Boulder, Colorado. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can visit us online at www.vinelife.com. Minutes, you can open up the, uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 10, and then we'll launch from here, Okay. John chapter 10. We're going to start in verse 1. and I'm reading from the English Standard Version. It says this, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by the another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. And a little later on in verse 27, it says again, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Don't you love today that you're designed, you know the voice of your shepherd, and he knows who you are, and we're designed to follow him? Yeah? Is that exciting to anybody here this morning? It's so simple, right? It just, it's so simple that it's, it's another one that's easy just to kind of breeze through and say, yeah, I got that. But there's this sense that, that, that we have to be reminded that the way we live, and the way we order our lives, and the way we come together as the church, if there's not a dependency or priority for the voice of Jesus, we really have nothing at the end of the day. And we know that hearing the voice of Jesus, it's a foundational instinct given to those who trust Jesus. And and across the room today, if you are one who has started your journey with Jesus, that means at some point you heard something. You heard his voice and you responded. You wouldn't be here otherwise, right? You wouldn't be on this journey had you not already heard something. So you've been you've been given this innate impulse and this you were wired to be able to tune in to your creator and to your maker, to the shepherd of your souls, to hear and to respond and to order your life accordingly. It's how we came into the sheepfold, and it's the lifestyle that we continue to cultivate, right? It's not only the way in, but it's the way on, I think, as John Wimber said. The way we came into the faith is the way we lead on in the faith. That whatever that was that stirred us in the beginning, there's this constant there's this constant cyclical um, movement that happens in our lives where Jesus is continually speaking to us, giving us the invitation to respond. And his voice is really, it's the reward for those who have chosen to follow Jesus, his voice to lead us and to shepherd us along the way. Romans ten seventeen says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing to the word of Christ. So, hearing God's voice is what activates faith inside of us, and it comes through the Word of God. It comes through obedience to His voice, obedience to Him as He speaks. And so, most of you across the room are probably nodding your heads right now, like, yes, yes, this is good. And one of the reasons, one of the things I want to set up today that's going to hopefully set up the conversation for the next few weeks is talking a little bit about If this is a core desire for us, if if this is how God has designed us or, or, or what the good shepherd has invited us into, then what are some of the obstacles, what are some of the things that might diminish us along the way? Because here's the deal. It's really, at the end of the day, this conversation isn't just about how to hear more of God's voice. You have the ability to hear God's voice. Do you guys understand that? All of us have the ability. You are a sheep with a good shepherd. So you have the ability to hear God's voice. Really, the work goes into, if God is always speaking, are we always listening? And if we're not always listening, then what are some of the things that we can become aware of so that we can fully participate in the life flow of the Trinity? The life flow of the good shepherd. Are you guys interested in hearing some of that? Yeah. So we know this to be true, that God has called us, to listen and us, called us to listen and respond. But it's also we have to understand the cultural and spiritual forces that seek to undermine the people of God, walking in intimacy with God. See, the enemy of our souls knows that our power source is rooted in our ability to stay sustained by the word of God. You know that? He knows this very well. And if he can't keep us from hearing God, what he will do is he'll distract us, he'll sideswipe us, he'll change our thinking so we won't know what to do with the Word of God. And these are things that we have to talk about in order to stay connected to the power source. So I'm going to get into just a few things this morning. If the enemy can't keep us from discerning the the voice of the shepherd, he'll work tirelessly to drown us out. To drown out his voice with increased volume from other voices. Do you guys ever feel that sometimes that we get lost in the volume of other voices? Anybody ever feel this way? I don't think there's any other time in history that we've experienced what humans are experiencing right now. What us and our children or children's children are experiencing is absolutely unprecedented. And because it's the air we breathe, it's become normal, right? Like the fish can't see the water they swim in. And this is the, norm, the normal flow of the culture and the life that we live has to do with volume and increased volume and increased volume. And, and I've, I've mentioned this before and it's worth mentioning again. You, you, each person, studies show, experience roughly 3,000 marketing messages every day. 3,000. And that number seems absurd to you right now because as you're counting in your mind, it doesn't seem like that much. That's how normal this is. We experience 3,000 marketing messages, people getting, trying to get our attention, people vouching for our attention. It's not just in the world, it's also in the church, right? And it's also uh, just in every... Um, uh, Every avenue of our culture, you know, it it used to be that you had to go, you had to show up to a place on a Sunday morning to hear a sermon. It used to be that way. You remember that day? And then there was this revolution called the cassette tape, where like you could take a recording on tape and you could give it to your aunt to listen to that message, right? And it was just like revolutionary. Revolutionary. Um, it used to be you had to be in a time and a place. I mean, even back in you know the the early church, I mean, there there wasn't wide access to scripture. You had to like go to a place and it was this holy, reverent thing. It wasn't this common thing. And today, in our day and age, most of us, a lot of you guys in the room, listen to 10 sermons a week from different pastors across the country. Right? Like you don't have to come, you don't have to show up to a building at 10 a.m. on Sunday to hear a great talk. You're listening to the best preachers. Every, all around the world, which makes everything just a little bit more normal. But what also, what's happening inside of that, we're getting used to just this influx of voice from all around the world. And it's not all bad, but you have to understand it is doing something to us. And then with news, it used to be you had to, like, get the whole family and tune in around the radio. You remember those, those, those photos back in the 50s? Like, the whole family just, like, listening in, like, lying on the carpet in the living room, just, like, listening into the radio, like, that came out on a certain point of time. Like, like, if you missed the news, like, that's it. I have no idea what's happening in the world. And, uh, and today, it's just, like, you don't wait. I mean, there is no waiting for that. I mean, you know exactly what's going on. Um, Everything is downloadable, right? Um, And not only that, you know, but we still have to continue to critique the social construct we live in, the social media construct in particular. Uh, Is anybody anybody lacking in opinions from your friends and family (laughs) and, and people you live with, right? Like if you were to post today that you have a headache on Facebook, by the end of the day, you will have 25 recommendations and why you're such a bad person for this and why you really should try this and stay away from that. And uh, it's all a conspiracy anyways, right? I mean, there's so many, there's, there's all these things that come at you. And so what does this do to us over time? This formational thing of this day we live in, what it does is just the volume goes up and it goes up and it goes up and it goes up. And so as we're, try, as, as we're trying to live a life discerning the voice of the shepherd, what happens oftentimes is we can be left confused or a little bit overwhelmed or having a hard time being able to protect that connection with God. And Bill Johnson said it like this. He said, The challenge of our faith is not the ability to hear God's voice. It's your willingness to listen to all of the other voices meaning like the ability isn't the problem. We're all all sheep with a shepherd. It's are we able to order our days so that we give priority to the voice of the shepherd above all the other voices? Are we willing to even hear that message right now? Because it's so true. And he also said this, Bill Johnson, he said this, it is okay to live in a noisy, busy world as long as the noise and busyness doesn't get on the inside of us, right? There's some things you can't change about the world, but the inner life of what we've been called to. Do you live with noise and volume and heightened pace, rapid pace, that breaks apart your ability to hold on to the voice of the shepherd? So the first part is volume. Volume. It's, it's a big deal. The second thing that's really important when it comes to hearing God's voice is we have to talk about this because oftentimes we get caught up in comparison. Um, this last couple of years, I've had several conversations with particularly men who are businessmen, and uh, one in particular I had spoken with, and he was mentioning how when he is most alive, it's typically not at church. It's, or in a church service, he says, man, when I feel like I'm most alive, when, when God's voice is most clear is when I'm working on my business and growing something. And, and he was saying this in light of, like, I feel bad about this. You know, he's like, there's certain things that I see, other pe- the way people talk about God and hearing him, like, I just don't get it. I just, I'm just, I, I'm just not, I'm not sure about that. But this is, this is where I feel close to God. And I'm listening to this, and there's a couple things that came to mind. First of all, I had compassion for him because he felt like what he had been called to was somehow less than because it wasn't churchy enough. And that's got to die, by the way. We need to put that to death. We have kingdom men and women out in the marketplace, out in the world, doing exactly what God has called them to do. Okay, so that's kind of the vocation calling part of what I was hearing. But, but part of, part of what, what grieves me in the process was because we didn't have a thorough enough understanding of the languages through which God speaks to us, he, first of all, didn't feel comfortable in his own skin in the way that he best related to God. But then also, because he wasn't comfortable in his own skin, he felt this judgment coming from others that were expecting him to hear from God in a certain way or to manifest a certain type of spiritual life that he didn't feel. So he, was, he, he became cynical and was judging them back the other way. And so here's, here's the interesting thing that we have to understand when it comes to God's voice and the way he speaks to us, God is so creative. Do you guys know this? All throughout Scripture, he speaks through visions and angels and dreams and miraculous signs and symbolic actions and a still small voice and then audible voices. And then he speaks through confirmation. And he, In the Old Testament, he spoke through the law. He spoke through a donkey. Jeez Louise. <laughs> he spoke through a fleece that was set out. He speaks through Jesus Christ, his words and example. He speaks through that inner witness inside of you, what we would call your knower. He speaks through peace in your spirit. He speaks through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. He speaks through your circumstances, it says in Romans. And so it's like this wide swath of seeing and feeling and hearing and knowing and all these things that God God speaks through all of our senses in times and, and seasons and places. And the reason why it's important to understand how God is speaking, or maybe where we sense God, is for a couple different reasons. First of all, it allows us to rejoice with others who experience God differently. And secondly, it eliminates shame for the way that you relate to God. Do you guys understand that? Those two are so important. God knows the language of your heart. God knows the language of your heart. And his intention is to maybe start there, but expand it from there. Not that you just relate to God in one way, but he wants to create an imagination for all these ways that he's speaking. Do you understand that God is speaking all the time? He's speaking all the time. Are we able to hear? Are we able to hear him? And I will mention as well, with all these different ways that God speaks, let's just be really clear. God never speaks something that's going to contradict, contradict the essence and the truth of his scripture. Can we just be clear on that? He might take you, like he might lead you beyond your previous understanding of a scripture, but, 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 but in all these things, we're not saying that all these things are more priority over scripture. Like the word of God, and we're going to talk about this more next week, the Word of God actually is a baseline for how we experience God. Okay? You guys are good with that? Yeah. Third thing here I think is really important. So first of all, we have to talk about the volume of our culture which keeps us from hearing God. Then we have to talk about the comparison that comes when we don't understand the way God speaks. The third thing I want to just settle into here for a second is... There's this cultural pull, especially in America and in the West, um, that we desire self-dependence more than God-dependence. And this is really important because when we talk about hearing God's voice, some of us, the internal dialogue that we might think is, wow, that's, yeah, sure, I'd, I'd love to hear his voice if he wants to speak. And sometimes the way we talk about hearing his voice feels like it's more of a sprinkle on top of the normal life we live in rather than the source from which we live life. And I'm just wondering, and I know this is for myself, this is a big deal. This is where Jesus is confronting me in my life. When Jesus uses the words that man cannot live on bread alone but from every word that comes from the mouth of God. Where he is confronting me is sometimes my flippancy on how much I actually need his voice every day to live from, and not just his voice for yesterday, not just yesterday's manna, but what is the fresh bread for today? And I know for me, oftentimes I like to If if we're going to be honest with how I live sometimes, it's I'm going to live my life and then welcome God to just interject from time to time. And sure, that's good enough, right? But there's this deeper thing here. Because God loves us, he actually moves us from self-dependence to God-dependence, which means that he's okay with you getting frustrated with your plans in life. That's not because he's trying to be frustrating. It's actually because he's good. Because he knows what's best for us is not to rely on ourselves and our own goodwill and our own ability to design our lives. But he's, out of the goodness and mercy of God, he actually leads us through seasons where our only option is him and his voice. And, and I, would just wanna, I just want to lob that out there for you. That part of what he's doing in your your lives, part of what he's doing in our lives, he gladly takes us through seasons where we don't have another option but him. Where he frustrates our plans, not because he's trying to be mean or he's trying to tease us, but he knows what's best for him is when our life is founded and rooted in his voice and our ability to discern and listen and respond to his voice in our lives. Self-dependence is not a kingdom idea. Now, he calls us, right, to, do, to, you know, to be wise stewards with what we've been given. He calls us to, you know, to grow in our gifts and even, even the way we handle our finances so we can be a blessing to the world, right? He calls us in our labor, in our careers, and those types of things. I do, I do believe that's true. But in all of those things, there's this level, there's pursuit of the good shepherd where he knows what's best for us is to not just trust our own plans for our life, but to listen and lean into his. And that's why I love when Peter, Peter was confronted with this in John 6, as Jesus gave this really weird sermon about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. You guys remember that one? It's just bizarre at the time. Nobody knew what he was talking about. He wasn't explaining himself. He wasn't using any fun videos or illustrations. He didn't tell enough jokes in that sermon. And the whole crowd, after this sermon where he's talking about, listen, you, you need to eat my flesh and drink my blood, um, the crowd is like, this is, this is bonkers. And they just start going, they start filing out. So his disciples are left there, and it says that they were just, they don't know what to do, right? Their friends are leaving, and they're there with Jesus. And, uh, and so Jesus turns to them, and he puts them on the spot, and he says, hey, do you want to go too? Do you want to do that? I mean, you're free to go if you want to go. And, uh, and Peter's response, I really, I really believe, sums this up. When he's evaluating what's going on, in verse 68, John 6:68, 6, Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Where else are we going to go? Where else are we going to go? You alone have the words of life. You have the words of eternal life. And there's this place, this place that we're confronted in the world of good ideas and then the voice of Jesus. In the world of the, the, the opinions and preferences and recommendations from your friends and family and then the voice of Jesus. The world of like, what everyone says is the news and what's most important today and then the voice of Jesus. We're we're, we're standing between the crowds and Jesus and he's asking the same question. Hey, what do you want to do? And there's this point that we all have to come to as disciples of Jesus where we realize, gosh, which words are actually bringing me life today? And I love the way Peter says it. Where else are we going to go? Because at the end of the day, We have to reconcile this. We are homeless outside of the voice of Jesus. I am homeless without you, Jesus. Where else am I going to go? I have nowhere to go outside of your voice. And and does he have the ability to, to confirm that to your spirit today? We are homeless apart from his voice. And so... So there's really a few questions today, and over the next several weeks, we're going to talk about nuances and perspectives of what it's like to hear God's voice, cultivating this life of priority and dependence on Him, right? What it's like to be sheep that are able to be led by the Good Shepherd. But a couple questions this morning, and the worship team is going to come up. We're going to take some moment to respond today, so I'm going to have the the guys come up. We're going to sing for a bit. First of all, across the room, this question that we have to settle, and maybe you're not here yet, but we have to settle this. Do you believe that you can actually hear God's voice? Can we start there? Do you actually believe it is possible to hear the voice of God? Because if not, not the Christian, following Jesus makes absolutely no sense if we have nothing to follow. Right? So we have to start with this very basic question. Do you, is, is it possible to hear the voice of God? Is it possible for you to hear the voice of God? And maybe you felt like it's just been distant or quiet for some time. And I just want to remind you that maybe, maybe what it is, maybe God wants to open up something new. Maybe he wants to show you a different language through which he's trying to speak to you. But I believe that he wants to remind you today the good news is that Jesus is present and active, and he is always speaking, and he is near to you today. And he's not teasing you. Amen? And I believe, like, my my hope and my prayer is that as we are in this conversation together, that you would have breakthrough. I just believe there's breakthrough coming for each person in the body to hear from God from the not The day is no longer here where you have to rely on preachers to tell you what God is saying. That you're able to listen to the voice of the shepherd yourself. Amen? If you believe it's that you can hear from God, second question today is this. Are there other voices in your life that you're giving preference to beyond the voice of Jesus? As you think about the way that you're living, as you think about what matters to you in the course of the day. Are there voices that you're giving preference to? When that person said that one thing in a a strange way, you didn't know what they meant and it tweaked you for the rest of the week and it affected your entire being for the rest of the week because they said that one thing to you. Is it possible that their voice actually shaped you more in that week than the voice of Jesus? Right? Right? When your boss gave you that critique or they, 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 get, they, they laid out a plan for you and, and you got excited about something that somebody else offered to you, did that take precedent over the voice of Jesus in your life, right? It's a, it's a really critical question. Are there voices in our lives that are taking precedence over the voice of Jesus? And then, and then lastly, third question is this for today. As we're talking about this, where, where is it in your life that you sense that Jesus is wanting to shepherd you and lead you? Is there a part of your life? Is there a part of what you're doing? Is there a part of, you know, you know it in the back of your mind. You haven't made time to maybe set aside time to listen to Jesus, but is there something He's wanting to speak to you? And, and you sense that as I'm talking, this is like, gosh, he keeps, this keeps coming back up again and again and again. He's wanting. He's wanting to, to talk to me about this part of my life. Is there something coming up for you? And if there is, what we want to do is just take the rest of our time this morning. and We're going to sing this song, but I want to take a time just to, for some, some, some quiet in the room and a time to be before our shepherd, be before Jesus today. To trust that he's speaking and to allow him to speak. And he could speak through different ways for you this morning. And I encourage you, if you sense something in your heart, if you sense some thoughts coming up, if you feel something in your body, just to start writing some of those things down. Don't let it escape the moment. But as a people, can we just be the sheep in his pasture this morning? Be able to be led by Jesus today. So I'm going to pray, and we're going to Sing, and then we're just going to hang out here for a moment. Jesus, this morning, we thank you that we don't have to convince you to speak, but we thank you that you are faithful to speak because you love us. We love, we love you, Jesus, because you know us and you know our name. And this morning, Lord God, as we're Diving into this topic and as we're opening up this space together, we thank you, Lord God, that what you're doing is you're you're drawing us back into a place of intimacy with you. And maybe we've been there already, but God, you're wanting to deepen this place of trust in your voice, our ability to hear and respond to your voice in our lives. And I thank you across the room, Lord God, that there is a breakthrough for every person available here. It's not just for one or two. It's not just for those who have this together versus those who feel like this is a disaster part of their life. I thank you, Lord God, that there is an upgrade available to each of us here this morning. I just want to speak faith into the room right now. Lord God, that we can be a people that that are responsive to the kingdom of heaven here today. We love you in this place, Jesus. Yeah, let's take some time before the Lord today. When?